0: My shame, and who could care?
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. (laughs) My voices are strong. I saw that I scared you a little bit. (laughs) Praise the Lord, everybody. It is a beautiful day to be alive. Our online congregation, I wish you were here because it's so beautiful in here. You're missing a little something in here. Hallelujah, Jesus. We want you to stand with us. Hallelujah, as we go into worship. Hallelujah. We just want you to worship with us this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus.
2: what they done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah. Anybody happy to
3: be in the house of the Lord?
1: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. to God. Glory to your name, Jesus. If you can take your shoes off if you want, but this morning, ha, I'm dancing.
0: In the morning, when I wake up, I will sing my praise
3: short sure video we're going to play
4: our world and the times that we're living in is to say the least challenging we know who the hope of this world is it's jesus christ hi i'm wayne wyatt pastor christ Center church hamilton new jersey our world is in dire need of their savior my heart goes out to our world I believe the very first thing that the church can answer is helping the family that is fractured.
5: The suicide rate uh, for um, uh, 25 to 35-year-olds in is the second leading cause of death in New Jersey. The highest incidence of medical concern in um, uh, Mercer County is addiction for ages um, 20, 15 to 24. 56% of the births in Mercer County are unwed mothers. We want to make a difference there.
4: We're the most populated area or region in our nation, which means more people need the gospel in this area than any other region in our nation. We have had a burden for people, but we reach every kind of individual. And I think that Christ in the church can be that vehicle that um, can help individuals find Christ. Our church began in a firehouse.
3: You can clearly see that it's a firehouse. You see the fire trucks. You you can see the the, um, garage doors, right? I
1: was not expecting the firehouse, right? It was was, was different. I didn't even know that you could have service at a firehouse, Um, so.
4: (laughs) Sounds strange. I thought it was strange myself. But we follow the leading of the Spirit of God, and we started in a conference room in the firehouse. We started as a Bible study, just my family, uh, a couple people, and we just started on Thursdays, teaching a Bible study. We, we, we started having church services a few months after that, and we just continue to experience the power of God. We've seen growth uh, in our church, and that's been interesting. We've grown significantly. At this point, we have outgrown our, our space in both services.
5: We've accomplished a lot inside of um, a, a very small space. Our uh, Celebrate Recovery Program um, Instead of being able to meet for two hours, meets for one hour a week. Instead of meeting on the day that we would prefer, we meet on a Friday. Um, Not that there's an ideal day, it's just that we have to choose a day when we're not gonna bump up against another one of the ministries that needs to use the space.
4: If we are going to reach the loss, we're going to need a bigger facility. When services start packing out, there can be a little
3: discouragement from People that may not have been there that long um, to
4: say maybe there's not room for me some people have chosen not to come because the space is so small facility facilitate growth
1: you know we serve such an awesome God a big God we need a bigger church so that <laughs> we can have
4: space to worship when you are at 70 percent capacity in any church building you you kind of stop growing because folks begin to navigate when they will come or not come because now they're concerned about, will they have a seat
2: when they arrive?
5: Both services are packed.
2: Because it is in a firehouse and we don't own a building and the firefighters use the building. So it really limits the things that we actually can do at the at the firehouse, that like we can only be there for certain days, for a certain amount of hours. We can't have a Sunday service at the same time, have a youth service at the same time, have maybe an adult Sunday school um, class.
4: They're like, we want to meet with the pastor. Sometimes it's a family. And as of right now, I, I meet with folks in a small kitchen inside of the small room that we are doing church services in. The, the room that we've been in is
5: 1,000 square feet. the the building that we're looking to call a permanent address is 17,000 square feet. 17 times what we currently have.
4: I'm here at what we hope to one day be our new home, the new home for christ Center church. This is where your children, my children, the community's children can come and get to experience Jesus.
5: We um, will have classrooms, proper classrooms. They could meet simultaneously.
4: A
2: youth center would be huge for us. The youth can gather when they want to gather, have their programs, have their events. Where individuals can just come and just pray, maybe on their stop at the church, on their way to work um, to pray.
5: We have prayer on Zoom uh, right now at five o'clock in the morning But I wanna be able to go in in and pray at any time in, in the building.
4: It's going to take you, and so we hope you join us and be with us on this journey to be in this facility as we facilitate growth for christ Center church.
5: We've been operating in, in a single building for, for almost seven years and we've outgrown that space, but we need your help.
3: You wanna be a part of what God's doing in this time.
5: A stewardship campaign is about having that direct conversation with the Lord about how you'll take part in this.
4: Will you partner with us
5: Will you join us? It will really mean a lot to our congregation in helping us obtain our new church building. That way we can be united with each other again. And all of us can be in one space as a family.
4: When you invest in the church, the kingdom of God, that's an eternal investment. There is no other place in our world that we can say is an eternal investment. Lives are gonna be changed. People will get to experience eternal life because you partnered with us. Thank you for investing in God's kingdom. To partner with us, go to myccc.faith.
5: Thank you for becoming a partner with christ to church.
2: Thank you for being a blessing
3: and
4: helping young people like me.
3: Thank you for giving. Thank you for blessing us. May God bless you and your family.
4: Your contribution means so very much to us. And we can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Thank you.
2: Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You know, each time I uh, get the chance to watch this video, it brings... Tears and it brings joy to my heart. Um, Let me let me me share the tears first. Um, (laughs) The 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 tears. um, uh, Let me put it this way: We're we're living in such a peculiar time, and um, you know, brother. Brother Daryl said it uh, in in such a unique way. Um, You know, we've been here for seven years. And if you look back, you know seven is God' perfect number, right? <laughs> so that's part of the, the the tears and joy kind of mixing a little bit there. Um, the, the the other part of uh, of the tears is, you know, when when you see where God is bringing us from, to what He have in store for us, that's where the joy comes in. There's also tears that comes with that also, brother D. But but you know, as the the, the, the scripture said or somewhere said, look what the Lord has done. The Lord is doing great things in the hour, and I I must echo the sentiments of you know our leader, our pastor, and um all of our leaders and great leaders that we have in the church here. We have a lot of leaders, a lot of leaders in this church. You know, great people, a man of God, a woman of God. You know, y'all making sacrifices. You all, I mean, look at this place. You know, this is, you know, a result of all of us working together for the good. Regardless if it's the one that sweep the floor, the one that hang the flag. You know, we all work together in unity. You know, and, you know, this this is a reflection of all of us. You know, so I I commend everyone, you know, continue to do what you're doing. Don't get weary in well-doing. In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. The race is not for the swift, nor the battle for the strong, but is the one that endures to the end. We're in the end time, and God has something in store for us. As the video explicitly make it clear, where it can be any day now, we need $1.7 to $2 million, $2.5 million to get this building. Any day we hear from the township and they say, you guys, are good to go. We have to go back to the landlord and say, let's sign the deal. We're good to go. But we cannot go without your help. We need each and every one of us help to accomplish the goal that we're trying to accomplish. So I was playing with a little bit of mathematics, you know. That was one of my best subjects back when I was in school. And today, I love mathematics, you know. So what? what, what <laughs> that's all right. You know what I mean. So, so I said, if if we have a hundred people give ten thousand dollars, that's a million dollar right there. Are you with, stay with me for a little bit? A hundred people, uh, and this is how we can accomplish it. It's going to be a sacrifice. We're going to have eight months to twelve months, approximately. It can be before or it can within be within. Ten thousand dollars—it's easy to reach. What do you mean by that, Brother Scarlett? What do you say, ten thousand uh, dollars? Listen, five—you know, hundred dollars a week, a thousand dollars a week—if you can afford it. I know you have your other expense or your bills that you have to pay, but it's a sacrifice. Um, two hundred people—we have two million dollars right there. So, whatever you can budget—if it's only a dollar you have—you can be a blessing give you a dollar. If you don't have nothing, come just as you are. The Lord will open up doors because the Lord knows our hearts. Amen. And it will provide for us. Amen. So Give a good offering. We, you know, um, It's offering time, and there are three ways you can pay electronically. Our online congregation, we greet you. I hope you feel the joy and the excitement that we're feeling here today. As Sister Wyatt said, you should have been here. You need to be here. And I'm hoping that when we get the building, we all can gather together. Because the songwriter said, when we all get together, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout for victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So if you want to give online, it's www.mycc.faith. If you want to give to PayPal, it's at sign, Christ Center Church. And if you want to give to app, it's the dollar sign, CCC, 2711. Uh, we have three ushers. We're going to invite our ushers to come. Amen. If you want to pay while you're here, if you want to pay electronic, you can see Sister Patrice. We're going to invite you all to stand with us at this time as we pray as we receive this morning's offering. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for what we have already felt in this place. You're truly been good to us, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. You are the great I am. You are the everlasting Father. You are our provider and our keeper. You are our shield, O God. You are the one that is and that is to come. As we pray this morning, I pray your blessing upon our offering o, as we are about to receive it this morning. Bless every givers, Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make away so they too can inherit your blessing, O God. We ask all these things as we continue to worship you in the mighty name of Jesus jesus and everybody said amen Amen. everybody said "Amen." amen amen bring your tithes and offering unto the lord amen
5: that the heart of God is for all nations to feel welcome and find a home in churches where the truth is preached. On
6: behalf of Multicultural Ministries and your local church, we welcome you today. Thank you for being a part of All Nations Sunday.
5: In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus commissioned his disciples to go and teach all nations.
6: In Acts chapter 1, he revealed that when receiving his promise, individuals would be filled with power. Power to become witnesses of him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And Multicultural Ministries, we are working to fulfill this biblical mandate by reaching out to every culture that is coming to North America. Currently, we have 16 ethnic-focused ministries, three culturally-focused ministries, and four full-time missionaries who are focused on evangelizing nationalities here in North America. We also have the Global Tracks website that provides soul winning materials translated in more than 60 languages. The heartbeat of the UPCI is God's heart to reach every nation with his gospel globally and here at home.
1: Our proximity to the Great Commission has never been closer as the world has come to North America.
6: We honor every culture of people who are represented here today. Thank you for your prayers and for your support. I am the UPCI. I am the UPCI.
5: I am the UPCI. I am the,
6: I am the United Pentecostal Church. I am the UPCI.
4: Amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are so grateful that we belong to the kingdom of God. And if we don't get used to one another, regardless of your background, your ethnicity, your nationality, you won't be able to get to heaven. Because in heaven, there's going to be all nationalities, all ethnicity. Come on, church. I love that. I love, I love to learn about other cultures, other cultures, other ethnicity, other nationality, because we are one, Brother Scarlet. Amen. So we can deceive ourselves in thinking because we live in different parts of the world that we're separate or we're different. We're one people made by the same God. And I thank God for that. Amen. Just a couple things before I get into the word of the Lord this morning. Brother Scarlett, thank you so much for ministering at the 9 a.m. service. We appreciate the word of the Lord and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. God is doing some great things in our church and in the world. Just a couple of quick reminder. Please try to make it to our services next Sunday. Next Saturday, our leaders will be here at 5 p.m., and what we will do is we'll take another step toward making the vision a reality, and what we're going to do is we've been praying for weeks now and asking God to direct us as to what we can give to the vision to become a reality, financial giving. We know we must give give of our time and our talent. Now we're praying for God to direct us of our treasures that we may give. And what we've been saying is when you're praying to ask God something, he's going to tell you something that's probably outside of your ability. Because God wants you to know that with him, all things are possible. But if he tells you something that's within your ability, that becomes like, oh, OK, whatever. But when he tells you something that's outside of your ability, you pay attention because God wants to help you as in, in every way through your efforts, but also to help the kingdom of God be expanded. And as you heard me said in the video, there is only one way to invest in eternity, and that is to invest in the kingdom of God. There's only one way. I mentioned this morning that when man do what they can to invest, they work, they save their money, and they invest in the stock market. Well, all of those ways can fail. They can fail. We know from just recently, the pandemic, we're dealing with situations now with job situation. There's a lot that's going on. So if you choose to invest in the way man invests, then you know at any time that can be interrupted. If you choose to invest the way God system work, then you know that can never be interrupted. Because God is sovereign and he can make you rich in a time where everybody else and everything else is poor and not doing well. So God is not only telling you participate to help expand his kingdom, but he's saying, I also want you to be blessed. And I also want you to have all that you need. I love that about God. He never asks us to do anything and it's just for his sake only. Find somebody who can do that. Even our parents sometimes. Remember I told you a story can mess with her. She here this morning, our street, we, we lived on a dead end street, right? And so you can, you can be at the bottom of the street. And if you live at the top end of the street, you know, if your parents call, you can hear that end street. We were outside playing one summer, just hanging out, pr- praying. Mom said, Wayne, I heard her went in the house and she said, get me a, a glass of water, please. That wasn't for, That was not for me. That didn't help me in any way. I was a a kid. I was, I, I had energy. I was fit. I didn't sit around. I wasn't playing video games. So it wasn't for me. It was all for her. But that's all of us. We're going to have things in our life that we're going to do. And it will be just for us. Well, the God that we serve never, ever, Ask us to do anything that's just for him. I love Jesus. I love him. Because he never asks us to do anything that's just for him. Whatever he asks, it might expand the kingdom, but it's certainly going to expand our horizon, our life, and be a blessing to us. So we want you to partner with us. So next Saturday at 5, leaders will see you here next Sunday morning at 9. Those of you that come to the 9 a.m. service, and then those of you that come to the 1030 service, we are going to ask you to submit your commitment, financial commitment. You don't have to have that money at that time, but you can submit your financial commitment. Get your commitment card if you didn't get one. Submit your financial commitment that you will give. And in two weeks, you can bring that, bring, bring to the church or go online your first fruit of that commitment. So if you said, I'm going to give $100. And you want to give $100 over one year. And you say, you know what? I'm going to bring $50 in two weeks from now to say, here is my down payment on my $100. You bring it and you submit your card for you, for your family, however you choose to do it. We want you to be blessed, but we also want to establish something for the kingdom of God, for God to do what he wants to do through us here in New Jersey. Somebody say amen. The other thing I want to bring to your attention is if you know somebody, you you can't take this lightly because we spend a lot of money on these things. So if you know somebody that would be willing to give to what we're doing here, there are people that I know and I've already reached out to some that they want to make a difference in society no matter what way they can. And there are people that want to do that. And sometimes they just don't know what organization is right because you're not sure when you give what it's going toward or whatever the case may be. So some people are a little gun shy in, in committing to any organization what they can give to. Well, if you know anyone like that, whether it's in your family or just a friend or someone you work with, whatever they are, just take one of these to them. We have them just ask Brother Tom, Brother Henry, any one of our leaders, uh, we'll get you one of these Envelopes and they have our trifold that talks about the mission and what the vision is all about We have a commitment card and we have a nice letter kind of laying out What it is that we are trying to accomplish and you can take this to them and say hey Our church is doing something great for god And we want to give this to you this ask you to participate with us if you can So if you want to get one of these because you have not because you know someone that can be a part of what we're doing Then get one and encourage them to be a part somebody say amen. amen we have some guests with us this morning amen and i'm i'm, I'm gonna ask brother tom to say this name because brother tom know how to say this name because he met this gentleman and i don't want to mess the gentleman's name up brother tom soup no, soup no wonder all right nice to have you this morning god bless you thank you for coming these are guests of brother bradley And we appreciate you being here. We thank God for you. The other guest that we have with us is Tracy Ann and her family. And we want Tracy Ann. Tracy Ann, it's nice to have you. So here is Tracy Ann's story. Tracy Ann might say, Lord, I don't know about that church. They told my whole business. But Tracy Ann, it's an encouragement to everyone what I'm getting raised to say. And that's why I'm saying it. Nothing to embarrass you. And so here's how Tracy Ann got here. Yesterday, we went out into the community to do community outreach like we normally do. Again, Brother Sharp was just top notch. The Lord allowed Brother Sharp to talk to some people. That was from New York. He met some people from New York, just moved in the in the area here in Hamilton. He witnessed to them. They knew some places, some people, same church. And, you know, Brother Sharp had a great conversation with them, invited them to church. Sister Hadea had a great conversation and invited this gentleman. We had a great time just talking to people, inviting them to church. And so we came back and... A lot of churches don't like to do community outreach because they say you never see people come into the church from community outreach. But let me show you the example of why we will never stop doing it. Because we went out yesterday, I don't know if all the people we talked to are going to make it here. I hope they do, but I don't know if they're all going to make it here. But I went home and I'm you know, back studying in the word of God and I get a call from someone that I did not know. Her name was Pastor Juliet. Now, who I did know was her pastor, Bishop Michael Mitchell. And so Pastor Juliet called me and says, I know you don't know me, but I'm Pastor Juliet. I pastor a church in um, um, Sheepheads Bay in Brooklyn, and we've been teaching a young lady by the name of Tracy Ann a Bible study. And a young man in our church by the name of Tyrese mentioned that you live, uh, that the church that you pastor is in the area where Tracy Ann lives. And as a matter of fact, it's only eight minutes away from the church. And so I'm calling you to see if you would be interested in going out to pick up Tracy Ann and her family and bring her to church. Tracy Ann want to be a part of the church. She want to live for God. And here's Tracy Ann. Thank you, Tracy Ann. And that's just how it works. And so God may bring some that we spoke to in the street. He may never bring them. But what we do know is when we obey God, God will give increase. When we obey God, God will see to it that the church is blessed. He's working in the church. All we have to do is obey God. When we do our part, God will do his. What did Brother Sharp says? We do the do's and God do the don'ts. (laughs) amen so continue to do the deuce be faithful to god regardless of what you may think amen we're so glad that we have carol in the house of the lord this morning carol is stacy's mother and so when stacy and izzy got married carol was here front and center and here she is this morning (laughs) amen she's a wonderful i love her spirit she's just awesome and hey, amen I, I i at the wedding carol's brother and i just kept going on and on and on so i told carol this morning tell him i miss him and one day hopefully we'll see him he's involved in his church but he was just such a nice man and we had such great conversation and great conversation and carol know how to order so you know people that know how to order at restaurants and <laughs> you know got a little got a little something for them you know i just like people that know how to eat good <laughs> and when we went out to eat carol knew just what to order She checked with me. You think this is good? I said, sure, Carol, that's good. (laughs) And so we had a lovely dinner, good time. Thank God for what he's doing in her life. Amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to get into the word of the Lord this morning. I hope I didn't forget to mention anything. Did I forget to mention anything? Yes? No? Let's stand for the reading of the word. Yes? Tell me, um, Sister Wyatt, what did I forget? Oh, Okay, I know one thing I forgot. Come on up, Sister Riego. Whatever. Come on. I'm not happy about praying. Come on, Sister Riego. Let's go. Let's go. She's going to Spain for three weeks, and I didn't give her permission for that. No, Shirley, it's not nice. She's not supposed to be going anywhere for no three weeks. Amen. I guess she had some Spanish influence this morning on the song. They were singing a little Spanish song. Can't tell her she didn't have some influence this morning. Lord have mercy. She thinks she's Spanish. I'll give it to her. Her husband's Spanish, so I'll give it to her. She can have that because I'm African. You're not African. No, you're not. You're Spanish. I'm going to tell Ivan, you say, hey, record this and tell Ivan she's here talking about she's African. you Spanish. <laughs> Let's pray for safe travel that God will take her and her husband safely and bring them back. Father, we thank you for your servant, and we pray this morning, oh, God. That your hand will continue to be upon her and upon her husband, Lord God. That, Lord, as they travel, we pray that you will keep them safe. And that no harm nor danger will come to them. I pray your favor will be upon them as they travel, Lord God. And that, Lord, you will allow their light to shine and be a witness for you. I pray, Almighty God, that you will bless their going and their coming. And I pray, Lord God, that you will allow them to be a light and let their light shine brightly where they are. Lord, we thank you, O God, for all that you have done in their life that you continue to do. God, bless them and keep them. Let your face shine upon them and be gracious unto them. For we thank and praise you, Lord God. Bring them back safely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Even when I don't agree, I still do the right thing. (laughs) Yes. Join us next Sunday, Friends Fellowship and Fun. Okay, what am I forgetting? Oh, the, um, oh, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that last week. Huh? So the kids are going to be at Starbucks today. Yes. One thirty. hmm? Okay, the, the online can hear me. They don't, I mean, they don't have to always see me. They can hear me. Um, so 1.30 today, they will be at Starbucks and they would just be hanging. The Starbucks at 3100 Quakerbridge Road. Why you all have sweet 30? Just, just Starbucks. They got sweet 30 on there. Okay, just 3100 Quakerbridge Road Starbucks. 130 today. Our young people hang out with them. And age, I told you all, I'm, I'm in that group. Age five through 11. <laughs> Parents are welcome. Parents are. I knew somehow I was in that group. Yeah. <laughs> and sweet treats after church we have candy from different um um countries and so we want you to um get some of that before you leave that's on us we want to give you something sweet sweet treat and then we have beef patty tracy um well tracy ann i don't want to mess you up i mean you know we're not cool like that yet so you know i'm not going to call you tracy you're tracy ann so tracy ann um if you'd like anything today from our um fundraising committee we have beef patty chicken patties we have juices oh, that's on me where's sister sylvia whatever tracy ann and her family needs that's on me so take care of her if she needs anything okay thank you very much anything else all right my lord let's stand for the reading of the word of god oh what are you doing to my grandson what are you doing to my grandson don't let my grandson cry <laughs> that's my boy amen Revelations chapter 7, verse number 9. When you start out with Revelations, people get a standard attention. They think it's serious. Revelations chapter 7, verse number 9. Hallelujah. Glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I, did, I almost didn't re- recognize Shauna. Shauna. <laughs> Shauna, you know, come on, Sean, you know what it is. I, I try sometimes, but you know what it is. I got to, you know. So I couldn't recognize her, you know, she masked up and she got in her African garb, and I'm like, and then she laughed. I saw her eyes closed. you know Shauna got the eyes when she laughed? It just they just just close up. Whether she tries, she no, they just start closing up when she's laughing. And so, oh, Shauna, my adopted daughter. See, Ethan, my son, so she married to Ethan, so now she become my daughter. It's just the way it is. I told her when we when they got married, I said, don't you let Ethan make you think that he's got the end with me and you don't. I said, don't even let him do that to you so right off the bat, I don't play games like that, you know? You know, I said, don't you ever worry and thinking because Ethan knew me first, that he has the inside track, and you don't. I said, girl, you got just as much inside track, and maybe just a little bit because in- obviously, I'm always going to be a little bit biased, just a tad bit biased toward the women, because I say men are supposed to be protectors. Men are supposed to make sure they lead and do the right thing, and so when things are not right, we start with the men. We don't start with the women. Amen. So that's why I gave her a little inside track. Say, you, know, you might got him beat just a little bit. So don't let him, you know, trick you, make you think that, you know, he can flex his muscle. Well, I'm going to tell pastor. No, you ain't telling me. It's Eve even Stephen. Come together. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all going to help me today. God bless you. Mariah, good to see you this morning just stick with Mariah this morning. I'm not messing with nobody else. Mm -mm -mm. Revelations chapter seven. Good to see you too, Cheryl. D, I heard you had a special treat this Thursday. (laughs) I know you couldn't tell your sons no because you kind of knew what was going to happen. It's now there there he, got, he got some great boys. He, took, he takes care of his boys. And so his boys surprised him and took him to an Eagle game. And I know he wanted to say, boys, I can't go because we're going to lose. But he couldn't tell him that. <laughs> you know, he just got to be a good dad. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. He, they took him over to an Eagles game. And, of course, they did lose. But it's all right. It's the memory with his boys that counts for him. That's right, Dean. That's right. That's right. Revelations. (laughs) Revelations chapter 7. I'm going to get in the word of God today. Help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Chapter 7, verse number 9 says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds, and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our god which sitteth upon the throne and upon and unto the lamb And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God. Saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Jesus. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for what you're doing in the midst of this congregation. We are so grateful. We're so excited. We are expecting great things because you have shown us great things. And, oh, God, I pray this morning that your spirit will move upon us in a miraculous way and that every need will be exceeded this morning, oh, God will you pour out of your spirit, Lord God, that every individual live, will leave this place today a different way than how they came in, Lord God, that the power and the spirit of God will encounter us. And oh God, we will make decisions that will be beneficial to eternity, Lord God. I pray that your will be done, that you'll anoint me, Lord God, to speak as your oracle and to rightly divide your word of truth. Touch the Hearts of your people that they will receive and respond in faith to the word of God. We praise you, we honor you, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. Clap your hands onto the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. I want to say to Sister Deborah Brantley, Sister Deborah Brantley, I appreciate you. She has been. Very, very generous toward this congregation. It's her church. She is just in New York and we're here. But Sister Deborah Brantley, you get your shout out today. Amen. She was just a blessing. Send something in the mail to say, give this toward what we're doing to complete, to fulfill, to bring the vision to pass. She sent something in the mail. So those of you that are online, you can send something in the mail like Sister Deborah Brantley did. She just she's just outstanding and wonderful and Paul Brantley you know we know you're just faithful Paul Brantley said last week he was late to service I almost died so Paul Brantley you know he's online (laughs) he's online right and I read his comments he says pastor sorry I was late today to service I love Mr. Brantley he said sorry I was late to service (laughs) but he's telling the truth he didn't log on in time I guess but I thank everybody for giving and for the Brantley family and for the Korea family and D.D. Dee Dee and all of you that are overseas and, 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 and join us online, we're sending your stuff in the mail. So you'll get it. So next Sunday when we gather together and we do our commitment Sunday, you will be able to participate. We love our online congregation. And we don't leave them out of anything because we're one big happy family. And we're a church. And we're together. And we're one. So we thank God for that. I want to talk to you today on this topic. Out of many, one people. Patrice, you know what the $2 bill in Jamaica looked like? You can, you got a picture of it? You couldn't get a picture of it, huh? All right. Out of many, one people. That's a statement on the $2 bill in Jamaica. Yep. 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 The church of called out ones. It is made up of people called out from nations, kindreds, people, and tongues that they may become one people or one nation. In Acts chapter 15, verse number 14, the Bible says, Simeon had declared how God at the first Did visit the Gentiles. Why? To take out of them a people for his name. Listen to me everybody. Whether we be samaritans or whether we be jews or whether we be gentiles it doesn't matter what nationality we are it doesn't matter where we're from it doesn't matter what we look like what i'm here to tell you this morning is that god has called us all from where we are to come and be a people of one name of one nation of one faith of one baptism and it's for his sake and it's for his name God had already made clear plans to include everybody. You know, sometimes we get sideways when we think, oh, the Jews are the chosen people. No, everybody are the chosen people of God because God started with just Adam and Eve. So everybody is the chosen people of God. It, just, it always comes to the point of this. Who will become a chosen people who will answer the call to be chosen who will answer the call to be, to be called out and become the people of God so it's never about any specific nationality it's always about who answered the call to be called out and be separate and be different from everybody else for the name sake of Christ the phrase a people for himself. Previously used only for the Jews as the people of God. Here described the Gentiles. This would have been heard as a remarkable statement to James. The church, the called out ones, consists of Jews, consists of Gentiles, consists of Samaritans, and every nationality that exists, which God always had intention of reaching every individual, not some, not chosen ones that we think, but God's intention is to reach every person. His church will be made up of every kind of people that's walking the face of the earth. That's why he says in Matthew 16 and 18, upon this rock, I will build my church. You see, it's not up to me, it's not up to you, it's not up to any man or woman to build a church of God. He says, I will build my church, which means he's all inclusive. And he's the one that's saying, I will bring everybody from every nation, from every kindred, from every tongue to come and be a people for me. I will build my church. Not the pastor of your city, not the popular pastor, not not the popular evangelist, not not the the bishop or the deacon, Jesus says he will build the church, not anybody else. So how do we become a called out people, the church? How do we become a called out people, the church in Mark chapter sixteen, verse number fifteen. The word of God says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. When it says every creature, it means every creation. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So God has sent his people to preach the gospel in all the world to all creature. And you who will believe and will repent and be baptized and will be filled with the spirit you will become a called out people but if the gospel is being preached and you're not heeding and obeying it then you're not a called out people To become the called-out people, you must believe the message of the gospel. Your belief will lead you to obey Jesus's command to be born again, repentance of sins, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's very interesting to me that a lot of people will go and say, "I believe," but when I preach the Word of God and says, "If you believe and you're not baptized, you need to be baptized." If you believe and you're not filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you believe and you have not repent, you need to repent because when we say we believe we begin to do something about it. In every area of our life when we say we believe we do something about it. You believe that if you go into work You will be paid, and so you go to work. You believe that if you go to school and get an education, you will become something and become what you desire to be so you go to school and you get an education. Whatever we say we believe in every other walk of life, we do something about it. Well church, it's time that we stop saying we believe as Christians but we're not doing anything about it. We're only saying we believe but we're not doing anything if I say I believe I need to do something about it because I believe. If I say I believe, I gotta do something We are called out that we may stand out. We are called out that we may stand out. Sure, it's just the way it is. This is interesting. The word church it means ecclesia. The called out ones. I can use myself as the example. There's a crowd here. And I'm standing up here. I'm standing out. Because I'm not within the crowd. But all the crowd that's there, you all are blended together. There's no difference among you. You're blended together. You're, You're together. And so being there together... You are in one place. But by me me being called out from you, now I'm standing out. And so what is one of our challenges are God has called us out and we want to still be a part of the group. God called us out to become the people of the name to become his church and we say yeah but i want to still blend with the group lord and he's saying tell me how is that possible that i'm calling you from out of the group every nation every nationality every kindred every tongue i'm calling you from among all of those to come over here and you're telling me you want to still blend in with that over there When we behave like that, we're working against God. Because what God is saying is when I get you over here, I need them that's still in the group that I'm still calling to see there's a difference between them and you that are over here. Because you that are over here, you're living according to my purpose and my will. And they're living according to what they want and how they feel. And so when I call you out, I'm calling you to stand out. I can't have you looking still like that because then that lets them think that it's okay to keep being that way. They don't have to leave the group. This is how you hurt what the work that God is doing in in the earth is when you say, "Ah, I'm good. Because now... There are people that he's calling and they're saying, yeah, they're good because they're looking around thinking there's no difference. But until they see there's a difference, they won't know to heed the call and call and understand God is calling them out so they can stand out in the midst of our world filled with sin and unbelief. Christians should be recognized individually as bearing a distinct and separate character from everybody else. You're called out so you can stand out. Don't forget that. You're called out so you can stand out. God wants you to stand out in the way he wants you to. God wants, listen to me. Oh Man, help me, Holy Ghost. Listen to me. You want your children to be special, and you know whether it's a ballet recital, whatever it is, wherever you go, you want to say, look, look I brag all the time on my last-born grandson. I'm like, ooh, that's my boy. Why? Because I think he's the best. I think he stands out. Oh, that's my man right there. And so I, I want my grandson to stand out. I want my children to stand out, and so do you. So why are y'all doing that to y'all heavenly father? Why are you doing that to your heaven? He wants to brag about his children too, don't he? Don't he want to brag about his children too? Don't he want to say, look at my children, how they stand out? Look at my children, how they do. Look at my children, look at them. And y'all taking that away from him. When you don't obey the call and stand out, be what he wants you to be, look like he wants you to look, act like he wants you to act. When you don't do that, he can't brag on you. Because how many of us brag on our kids that's going around doing what everybody else is doing? How are you going to say, well, my son or my daughter is this? You ever heard of gifted and talented? Y'all heard that, that, right? The other day, the schools told my, 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 my one and only daughter that she needed to take some tests because they believe that she's like on the fringe of being gifted and talented. That's a proud moment. And so I'm looking like, ooh, my baby is smart. And all I'm saying to you is, don't you think God want to say, ooh, my children are smart. Look at them. Look what they do. God want to brag on you. But the only way he can brag on you is when there's a distinction, is when there's a separation to say, those are mine, and look how they operate. Those are mine, and look how they live. Out of many. One people. Don't get quiet on me now. I know the church. I know the truth sometimes. You know, it's tough. But you heard what I tell you? The the truth be tough for me too. And I just do what I need to do, what I must do. I don't always like what God tells me. But guess what? I learned to do whatever he tells me, whether I like it or I don't. Because when I was growing up in my house and my parents tell me to do something, I did it whether I liked it or not. So why am I now going to come to know Jesus and know that he's sovereign and he's the king and he's Lord of lords. And now he tells me to do something. And now I'm going to say, well, I don't like that. So I'm not doing it. I didn't do that to my parents. Did you do that to your parents? Maybe you did. I didn't do it to my parents When they told me not to do something when they told me to do something I did it And those are my parents And so how much more should I do for my heavenly father We're supposed to stand out we're called out so we can stand out Look at this in first peter chapter 3 verse 12 The word of god says for the eyes of the lord are over the righteous those who are called out the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. You know, there's a lot of things that's going on right now as we're transitioning to go into our new building. And so the other day, I met with some of the folks that's helping us to do what we got to do. And I said, you know, I want to make sure I check with three different um, financial institutions to make sure if we can't purchase the property outright and we need some financial uh, um, 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 assistant, then we need to know who is going to assist us. So we knew our organization will help us out with the financial support. If we have to finance, um, whatever we need to finance, but, um, brother Kuhn, one of my, um, mentors had called me and said, how about, um, check with, um, where you, um, where the bank, where you do banking, the church does banking, check with that institution and see what they'll do for you. And so I left this appointment Thursday morning Go into another one, I said, let me stop at the bank this morning and just check and see how I can go about, you know, starting the process, and so I walked in the bank, and as soon as I walked in, you always have the, you know, the nice folks there that's sitting at the nice desk, and I said, hello, I'm Wayne, they said, give me one second, and the lady helped somebody out, and And she was done. And she came up to me and said, hi, I'm Brenda. I said, hi, Brenda. I said, Brenda, we're a church. We have an account. We have our accounts here. And we are, you know, wanting to know what we can do to start the process to get financing if we need it. She said, this is what she said. You know what, Wayne? I cannot believe this. This is just such a perfect time that you stopped in because the regional branch manager that handles that kind of loan is upstairs. Hey, surprise me at this at this point I'm walk y'all don't understand these days I'm walking around like ain't nothing stopping me now. <laughs> Can't nothing mess because because it's just everything that we do is like Whoa. we just so so he come downstairs rich coming downstairs and rich was bringing jose with him jose was the person i went with was the person that helped me the last time we needed to send over deposit to the people that send in the selling the place jose was the one that helped me so jose and i know each other and so jose was like I'm like yeah jose oh wait this is rich i'm like yeah this is rich huh and and we begin to kick it rich setting up everything before i got home i had an email from rich saying here's all that you need to do i'm not surprised that when I showed up, it was perfect. Because here is what it says. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And the only way to be righteous is not because I'm righteous. It's just to obey God. That's in, in case you get confused what righteousness is, just take it for this. Just obey God. Because God is righteous. So when you obey God, you become righteous. Not that you are righteous. When you obey God, you become righteous. For all of us here today, just obey God. And when we obey God, it says his eyes are upon us. As we go to and fro, his eyes are upon us and his ears are open unto our prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that. I didn't say it. I'm just echoing what is written here. And who is he that will harm you if ye fo- if you be followers of that which is good? We make this complicated and we make it difficult. Church, if you don't hear anything that I say today, I don't have much more to go. But if you haven't heard anything yet and you won't hear anything else that I say, don't be deceived in thinking it's easier to live your life not living for God than it is to live for God. I got to talk about that because I think that's such a great deception right now that Folks are not going to church. They're not committing their life to Christ because in their mind, in their understanding, that's too much. I don't feel like committing too much of myself to that. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you stop and start analyzing your life every day, you will see the life that you're living without Christ is harder to live than the one with Christ. You just, have, you just haven't monitored it. You don't want to monitor it because you know what we do sometimes? We become comfortable in all of our affliction. We become comfortable in all of what's going on in our life. We become comfortable in hardness. And we don't realize it that we have decided that we want to live this hard life even though it's hard. We have decided, I don't care how hard it is, I'll just keep living this way. I tell you all the time before I got saved, I don't know if too many of y'all in here drank more than me. I got I got witnesses, so I'm not just making stuff up. I don't know how many of y'all in here drank more than me. And when you wake up or you go to sleep, the ceiling's spinning, or you're waking up with a headache, and you keep repeating that. Why do we do that? I did that for many years, though. I did that for many years. Wake up in the morning with headaches. Wake up in the morning, you know, seal and spinning. And now they're telling y'all, getting all up in y'all business now. Now they telling y'all when you drink, make sure you drink a lot of water. They add another layer now. So now that you go out, when you go out drinking, drink some water. So you won't wake up with such a bad headache. I'm just telling you. That you're living without God and it's harder, but you won't acknowledge that because the devil has blinded your eyes for you not to acknowledge that living for God is a lot easier than living your life without God. But the devil has blinded your mind and makes you think, no, that's not because you think when you do what you want to do, life is easier. That's what you have, you don't realize you have embraced that, that when you do what you want, life is easier. And I'm here to tell you that's false and that's not facts. The devil have blinded your mind to make you think when you live the way you want, it's easier. And it's not. You're making yourself miserable. You're living in a miserable situation, but you have embraced it and realized, oh, you know, this just the way it is. It is what it is. No, it's not. It don't have to be what it is. You have decided it is what it is. I read in my Bible that with God all things are possible. I read in my Bible that he can transform us by the renewing of our mind. I read in my Bible that he is a deliverer. I read in my Bible that he is a restorer. I read in my Bible that his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. I read that in my Bible. So there's no way I'm going to buy into thinking that living life my way is easier. His burden is easy. His yoke is his, his burden is light and his yoke is easy. His. So read in between the line. Yours are not. Read in between the line. Why is he telling us his yoke is easy and his burden is light? Why is he telling us that? He's telling us because he's saying, yours are not, but mine is. So to think that how you live your life. It's easier, it's better, that's a lie, that's a trick, and you've been deceived. Living for God is a whole lot easier than living for self or for the devil. And so, the text we read when we open up, Revelation chapter 7 verse 9, the Bible says, After this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. One of the object of this vision is for us to cheer on those who sometimes that are trying to live for God. Hear me out. Sometimes we're trying to live for God and we become despondent. Sometimes we're trying to live for God and we find ourselves in spiritual decline. Sometimes we're trying to live for God and we feel like we're being persecuted. Sometimes we're trying to live for God. And guess what? It is very challenging. Sometimes we're trying to live for God and everywhere we turn, there is temptation. But I'm here to tell you that if you will endure and you will trust God, My Bible tells me that there was a number that could not be numbered of all nations, of all kindreds, of all people, of all tongue. If you will just continue to go forward and trust the Lord, you will make it through. You will make it through. And all of it will be well worth it. It will be well worth it. Because here we go again. If you don't live for God, there's still going to be temptations. If you don't live for God, there's still going to be challenges. If you don't live for God, all the things that you experience living for God, if you don't live for God, is going to be the same. So the thing is, do you want to go through what you go through doing it on your own or go through what you go through having Jesus in your life? Which one do you prefer? This representation is strong contrast with common opinion that only a few will be saved. Huh. The representation in the Bible is that an immense host of the human race will be saved, though a vast number will be lost. And though at any particular part of the world, it may seem that few have been in the path of salvation. We have every reason to believe a vast majority of the crowd of people will be brought to heaven. You don't believe that. Let me give you this. Don't judge the majority right now. Don't judge the majority right now because there is still opportunities for them to be saved. We look around and we see the majority look like they're not paying God no mind. And we start to judge and say, yeah, they're going to miss out. And the more we do that, the more we start realizing to our own self, oh, man, it's not going to be a lot of people going to heaven. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You went too far ahead of yourself. Don't trick yourself into thinking most people are not saved. So there is no big deal if you aren't saved. Some people have not allowed God to change their life because they look around and they say, look at everybody. Yeah, oh, I don't know if God can be real when everybody's living this way, when everybody's doing all this stuff. Oh, I can't see how real God can be. So what's the sense of me living for God? There's a lot of people that's saying that, but I'm here to tell you, don't you fall for that trick. Because there's coming a move of God in our world that a great vast majority of the crowd will surrender their life, will repent of their sins, will be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you don't want to be left and not serving God. Oh, God. You know how we go a lot of times when you start to be the judge of people, sooner or later things move along and people get better and people get into a better position. And here you are still criticizing because some people will die on the hill of where they started. Instead of realizing that I messed up, I made a mistake, I criticized and I shouldn't have. Instead of re- repenting and admitting your mistake, you still stay in the same place, still criticizing people who their life has been changed. somebody living for god they mess up and they fall short or they fall from grace for a little bit and you steady yeah look at them look at them And so you stand here criticizing, looking at them, looking at them, and guess what? You just still stuck in where you've been, and you never go any further. And sooner or later, that person that fell from grace get on their knees again uh, and cry out to God uh, and repent of their sins uh, and get reconnected uh, and get touched by the power of God uh, and get back in right relationship with God, and you still criticize them, and now they're going on living for God now. All because you looked around and says, these people ain't right. Ain't none of them right. I might as well just keep being me. Because they call themselves Christians and look at them. Don't do it. You put yourself in a corner when you do it. You put yourself in a corner when you begin to criticize people. Because what happens is they get it together. And now you don't want to be wrong. So you keep on saying, yeah, they acting like they got it together, but they don't. And all while you're saying that is so you don't become wrong. There's a great crowd from all walks of life, from all nationalities from all kindred, from all tongue, There's a great crowd uh, that God will be gathering and they will uh, be in heaven together. You don't miss out. Uh, you don't let it pass you by. Uh, you don't let it escape you. Uh, you need to be uh, in Christ so you can make it to heaven. No, uh, so you can be in that crowd uh, so you can be before the throne. In Matthew. 24 verse 14, the Bible says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel is still being preached to every person, to every nation. The gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all nations, all kindred, all people, and all tongues. There is not one people group. That will not hear the gospel. Jesus is calling us out to become one people. That we are one nation. Oh God help us. He's calling us. And will you heed the call to respond to the call of God. This vision was a vision of what was taking place in heaven. It was of all nations and kindred and people and tongues who made it into heaven and now are gathered before the throne of Jesus Christ. And guess what I love? They had on a white robe. And guess what? They had palm branches in their hands. Did you catch that? They had palm branches in their hand. And they cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Can I tell you this? There's going to be worship in heaven. Just, just let me get that out of the way real quick. There's going to be worship in heaven. And so if we make it to heaven, we're going to be worshiping God. So here is something to think about today. If you're not worshiping God right now here in earth, the chances of you making it up there is there slim because what we do here today on earth in christ is what we will do in heaven it will just be a different location but guess what it will be the same actions worship and praise worship and praise so if we're not doing it here we can't do it up there we need to start doing it here so we can do it up there oh somebody better hear me this morning Somebody better hear me this morning that worship must start here, worship must take place here, because we're not gonna make it there if we don't worship here! This was the, this was heaven! It was heaven where they were worshiping and they had palm branches waving, worshiping the Lord! When we respond in obedience to the call of God to repent, to be born again of the water and of the spirit. The the, the life that we live from that point forward must mirror the life that we will live in heaven. Did you miss that? When we are born again. The life that we live going forward here on earth must mirror the life that we will live when we get to heaven. There should be no difference. When the Bible talks about the kingdom of God, you know what it means? When the Bible says the kingdom of God, it's saying wherever the king rules, there is the kingdom. So don't look for. building don't look for some organization wherever the king rules that's where he is the ruler of the kingdom simply put if god is ruling in your life then you are the kingdom if god is ruling in your life then you are the kingdom because he's the king of whatever he has rule over so when you live your life with god ruling in your life then god is king of your life When you live your life where God has preeminence in your life, then he is the ruler. He is the Lord of your life. So if he's Lord of your life here on earth, then he will be Lord of your life in heaven. It's just that simple. You know, one of the deception of man is, we like to say, well, when this happens, I'll do this. When this happens, I'll do this. And we start having markers as, as to when we're going to do something. Church, don't do that. Don't do that. Beelzebub's still running around here. And he will do his best to convince you that this didn't happen yet so you don't have to serve God yet. He will convince you to keep waiting. He will convince you to keep being a, 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 a spectator. He will convince you to continue being a procrastinator. Oh, yeah, when this happened. I'll do this. When that happened, I just heard from the Holy Ghost. Some of you are saying, when we get to the new building, I'll start doing this. And God just told me to tell you, you better start doing it now. Location may change, but the life we live must be the same. It must be holy. It must be righteous. It is not. If it's not accepted now as a Christian, it can't be accepted in heaven. We must live the life that Christ called us to live. Location should not matter. They cried. With a loud voice saying salvation to our God. Which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. They were worshiping the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Just so you know. We will be worshiping in heaven. If you don't like worshiping now. Just know. uh, uh, I'll let you work that out on your own. I'm not even going to say it. If you don't like worshiping now. You're in a whole heap of trouble. If you don't like worshiping now you're not in a god in a good place and you need to say, God, uh, I hear your word being preached, uh, and that's me. Uh, I'm not a worshiper right now. Uh, I, I'm not one that worship you the way I need to. Uh, and, oh, God, I, I I call on your name uh, that you will help me. It's not because I don't want to worship you. Uh, it's just so much that might be in my heart uh, that that's so much that's going on uh, that, that is confusing to me. It's not that I don't want to worship you, Lord, uh, but 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 I'm just not doing it. Will you help me? to become a worshiper because god if i can't worship you now i'm not going to be able to worship you then if i can't worship you now i'm not going to be able to worship you then because i won't have the then in john chapter 12 verse 12 the bible says on the next day much people that were come to the feast when they saw and they heard that jesus was coming to jerusalem took branches of palm trees. Thy will be done on earth. Y'all better know y'all Bible. It's not a coincidence why they were in heaven worshiping God with palm branches because thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so he is confirming and showing us that Even before the rapture take place, even before we ascend to heaven, we were supposed to be here. They took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. If we're doing it here, we won't have a problem doing it there because we will get to there. If you're not worshiping Jesus Christ here on earth, you won't be worshiping him in heaven because you won't make it to heaven. They worship Jesus because he was the one responsible for their salvation. Can I tell you this? If you don't praise and worship Jesus, it's because you don't believe he has done anything for you. Forget about what you say out of your mouth. Forget about what you say out of your mouth. If you don't worship and praise Jesus, it just may be that you don't really think he had done anything significant for you. Because I believe the way he, how he designed us, we have this innate thing in us to respond in appreciation whenever someone does anything nice for us. I think that's innate in us. I think that's built in in us, that that whenever someone shows us kindness, whenever someone does anything nice for us, we just innately just begin to thank you or just just want to do something back to say, I appreciate it. So think about that. Think about think about that. Has Jesus done anything for you? Has Jesus done anything for you? Because if a human does something for you, normally you're going to respond in appreciation. So if Jesus has done anything for you, how are you responding? When you understand what Jesus has done for you, you can't help but to praise him. When you understand what Jesus has done for you, you can't help but to worship him. This joy unspeakable that fills my soul when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he has done, my soul cries out, Hallelujah, thank God for saving me. Oh, somebody ought to praise him and thank him for all he's done, for all he's doing in your life. Listen, I'm done. Salvation is twofold, church. Salvation is twofold. Salvation is twofold. We get delivered and saved. By repenting of our sins. By being born again of the warden of the spirit here on earth. But guess what? If you don't continue in your salvation here on earth. You still might not make it to heaven. If you don't continue here on earth. In your salvation. You still might not make it to heaven. But listen to me. If you continue in your salvation here on earth. You will get to experience eternal life salvation in heaven and the thing about salvation in heaven you can't miss out and go back from where you were once you make it to heaven it's a done deal sign seal and delivered. you can lose out while you're still here if you're not walking in obedience but once you get raptured to heaven you can never go back to a life of destruction or sin or hell or death because you will be eternally saved so your salvation is twofold. Your salvation is twofold. You get saved down here, but you got to continue in your salvation. So one day you will then be transformed. The Bible says the great catching away. We will, we will, we will arrive. We will, we, will, we will be resurrected from under the ground. And we will be caught up in the air to meet Jesus. And the rest of the saints will be caught up to meet us. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The word rendered salvation. Suteria means safety, deliverance, preservation, then welfare or prosperity, then victory, then, in a Christian sense, deliverance from punishment and admission to eternal life. Here, the idea seems to be that their deliverance from sin, danger, persecution, and death was to be described or ascribed solely to God. Salvation. Is only possible with Jesus. Salvation is due to Jesus alone. The deliverance from sin, danger, and death. The triumph over every foe. The resurrection from the grave. The rescue from eternal burning. The admission to a holy heaven. Victory in all that the word implies. We will, it will all be due to Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Come on, D. he got it written on his wall in his house. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is why, this is why we must be baptized in his name. Being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ matters because Jesus is the one that made salvation possible for you. Your baptism must be in the name of Jesus Christ. Out of many, one people, God is calling us out of nations, kindred, people, and tongue for us to become one people, one nation. And so I close in Revelation 7 and 9 that we read earlier. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongue stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. God is calling us out from all the nations from all the kindreds, from all the people, from all the tongues, to become one people, one nation. Will you heed the call to become that one people, that one nation that God is calling you to be? Will you heed the call? God has called you out so you can stand out. He didn't call you out for you and everybody else that's not called out yet to be blended together. Don't you worry about standing out when God called you out. That's exactly what he intended. He intended to make you stand out when he called you out. Let's stand. He intended for you to stand out when he called you out. But he intended for you to stand out in the way he wants you to stand out. He wants you to wear his name. He wants people to see you and know you belong to Jesus. He wants people to see you so he can brag on you. That's my son right there. That's my daughter right there. Look at them, look at them, look at them, look at them. Don't, 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 don't tie God's hands from bragging on his kids. You have been called out to be his children. Let him brag on you. Don't blend with those who are not yet his children. He has to show the separation, the difference, so people can realize that the children of God are different from those who are not the children of God. There has to be a difference. Did God create everybody? Yes, he did. But but, but we have become sinful, and and we start living the way we want to. And God is saying, since you're doing what you want to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to stop living that way and live the way I want you to live. And so he said, let me call you from out of there to come and be my children, to come and live according to my will. (laughs) Amen. Somebody agree with me today. Out of many, one people. If you're here today and you've never given your life to God and you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, I don't see why you would even bother putting it off to any other time. You've heard the word of God today. And if you are here today and you are ready to give your life to God, surrender and be baptized in Jesus' name, you need to give your life today to God. Is there anyone here today? Is there anyone? Amen. We've got Tracy Ann. Tracy Ann want to give her life to God. She want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Is there anybody else that want to be baptized in Jesus' name? What's the sense of waiting? You want to become the people of God? You want to stop living on your own and trusting yourself to make a way for yourself? I want Jesus to make a way for me. I can't make all the ways I need for myself. I need Jesus. Anybody else? Come on, Tracy. Let me pray for you and your family. I want you to point your hands towards Tracy and her daughters. We want God's will to be done in their life. God sent them here. They're here because of God, not because of you or me. We're here to be obedient to God's call and to do God's will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Me hey, and you, friends. you going to be my friend. You're going to be my friend. You're going to be my friend. I don't know one, one um, baby girl that's not my friend, so I just got to give you a little bit of time. You'll be my friend. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, touch them, Lord God. We thank you for bringing them to us, Lord God. We will do what you want us to do, Father. And, oh, God, we will be your hands and your feet. We will, Lord God, do just what you want us to do. I pray the power of God will overshadow them. And the will of God will be done in their life. Lord, I pray that you hand me upon them, Lord God. And that truly, they will truly experience the salvation of the Lord. Walking by faith and not by sight. Living by the power of the Holy Ghost and the authority of the word of God. Will you bless them and keep them? Lord, we thank you for the transformation of their life. And we pray, Father, that your will will be done in their life. Oh, God bless them, Lord Jesus. We thank you for provision for them, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing in their life, Lord God. Oh, Father, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Oh, somebody begin to talk to the Lord today. Begin to praise him and honor him for his goodness. Somebody's getting ready to give their life to Jesus. Somebody's getting ready to go to the other side to respond to the call of God, to stand out for God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bless them that they stand out for you, Lord God, that they will stand out for you, that they will trust you. And oh, God, that they will walk by faith and according to your word. Lord, bless them today. Bless them today, Almighty God. Let your will be done in their life, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Glory be to God. And for the rest of this congregation, Lord, I pray your favor upon them. I pray your will be done. I pray the glory of the Lord upon this church, Lord God, that, Lord, we will fix our eyes on you and our hearts and our affections be turned toward you, Lord God. Use us, Lord God. Use us, Almighty God, for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Come on, thank him today. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you jesus we love you oh hallelujah 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 oh hallelujah in the name of jesus sister janice scarlett when you get a chance get with tracy ann and her daughter and let's set up for her to get baptized in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lord we praise you oh we praise you oh thank you for your favor today lord thank you for your goodness today lord thank you for your mercy today lord for there is none like you there is none like you oh god i pray for your strength upon this church upon the people of god i pray your strength lord god i pray your faith will increase and the power and the glory of god will reign supremely upon them lord oh thank you jesus we thank you for a great day today time as we go from this place will you let your hand be upon us will you keep us and oh god will you provide for us oh we love you jesus we love you jesus we love your lord hallelujah don't forget get your little goodie bag before you go stop and get something from the store your beef patty your chicken patty your drink get something before you go oh god we thank you Blessed be the name of the Lord. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.